This is Let's See What Happens, a free-form discussion to talk about anything and everything. If you don't want to be offended, don't listen. If you do want to be offended, there's a good chance you will be. I hope you like this one. Let's see what happens. Good evening, uh, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is that you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, I've actually been getting a lot of support from everybody that does listen and uh, a lot of positive feedback. So I appreciate that from you guys. Uh, I just want to uh, start by apologizing for the long delay in uh, the last release of podcast till now. Uh, I hate to make excuses because they are like assholes. Everyone's got them and they all stink. But uh, it was right around the holidays and then I won't get into it, but, uh, you know, tested positive for COVID, if you believe in that nonsense, and uh, then was off for time for then. And honestly, just life. Uh, Schedules are hectic and trying to schedule guests to get on here so that their schedule coincides with mine is just kind of chaotic. So that being said, I uh, was getting a lot of uh, people messaging me asking when the next podcast would be released and if I had any set guests and all of that good stuff. So I decided to take a leaf out of Andy Stump's book. And uh, if anyone doesn't listen to him, he's on Cleared Hot. He's got a podcast. He's a former SEAL and really good Really good podcast to listen to, but uh, he has a thing called Fall Auto Fridays, and uh, it's where he just kind of answers questions that are sent into him and discusses different things and just kind of bullshits. And they're shorter podcasts, obviously not nearly as long as the ones that I have recorded, but they're a way of just getting out some more content. Um, I'm going to give it a try, see what you guys think, and if you guys like it, go ahead and message me more questions that you want to hear answered or thoughts or just topic, topics of discussion that you'd like me to kind of vent about or talk about. Uh, that being said, one of the best ways to message me now because my producer and amazing wife uh, decided to get me on Instagram because she said that uh, I'm dumb and old-fashioned and I need to open up my horizons to hopefully get a little more access and knowledge of the podcast being out and released to people. So that's what I did. So if you go to Instagram and type in search, let's see what happens. Uh, should be one of the first ones that pop up. It's let's underscore see underscore what underscore happens. Uh, I think it's 941 at the end of it. I'm not sure exactly if that's on there when it pops up, but uh, you'll be able to tell because it's the same logo the flying monkey as the one that's on the podcast when it pops up when you listen to the podcast. So you'll be able to tell it's me. Uh, Follow me on there. Like I said, if you have any questions or topics of discussion you'd like to see covered, uh, send me a DM. And especially if it's for this, this WTF Wednesdays, just go ahead and label that in the DMs so that I know uh, what I'm looking at. Uh, All right, so let's get started. What I did is I kind of reached out to some people that had asked when the next podcast was going to come out. And I, they were my first set of questions. Some of these come from um, non-first responders. Some of them are from first responders. But uh, either way, uh, 
I'll go through them and uh, you guys just let me know what you think. All right. Question number one, how long have I been in law enforcement? Uh, I kind of thought this was funny because I don't think I ever actually covered this on any of the initial podcasts. Uh, I realized that when I started doing this, it was kind of more of just, I figured the only people that would actually listen to it would be people that know me. So they probably kind of know my background. But uh, that being said, for those that don't, uh, I'll just give you a quick rundown of how I came to be in law enforcement and what my current resume looks like so that you guys, uh, when you do hear me talking and you think this guy's talking out of his ass, I do have a little bit of experience. Uh, not, not an expert by any means, but uh, not a complete fuckwit either. So uh, the way that I got into law enforcement was I had no other skills or abilities to get another job at the time because what had happened is I had moved back home from college. I was broke. I was looking for a job in construction, uh, but this was kind of during the, right, shortly after the bubble had burst back in like 2008. So this was like 2000, late 2008, 2009-ish, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot of construction work to be found. And uh, a good friend of mine that was on the podcast before, Adam Crane, he hit me up and he said, hey, why he was working in the jail. He goes, why don't you come work in the jail? And uh, hang on, I got to take a drink. I said, I don't think I would really enjoy that too much. And he goes, no, man, it's great. And you got to remember, I was 20-something year old, 20, no, I was probably 21, 22-year-old kid. Never had had like a career type job before. And uh, he said, it's great, man. They, they give you insurance. And I said, ah, what do I need insurance for? You know, I'm a young guy. I don't need insurance. I was an idiot. And uh, then he goes, well, um, they give you, they give you retirement. And I go, what, retirement, I'm 22 years old. What, what good does that do me right now? You know, like, I don't, I don't think I really want to do that. And then uh, he goes, well, they also give you um, paid vacation. And I was like, well, that, that, that sounds kind of nice, you know, um, get paid for days off. That'd be kind of cool. But, uh, I still, I still don't know. I don't think so. And he goes, you get to fight somebody almost every day in the jail. And I said, all right, I'll come do it. That, that was the selling point. So for any of you, uh, young individuals that might be listening to this, thinking about getting into law enforcement, don't do it for that reason. That is a terrible reason to get into law enforcement. Plus nowadays you don't really get to fight anybody at least not very often. So don't let that be your guiding light. But uh, that's how I got into law enforcement. I'll tell the whole story of that some other time. But uh, I started in the jail in 2009, working for the county. I was still a deputy. Our our county does, the correction officers are, are sworn in as deputies. Um, I was in the jail for about two, two and a half years when the opportunity became available for me to do what's called the crossover academy to become patrol certified. And uh, so I did the crossover, which was, oh my gosh, it was, it, it was definitely probably the, and remi- remember, I have three small children. It's probably still the least amount of sleep I'd ever, got, I'd ever gotten in my life because the way it worked at the time, and I think they've changed it, we were almost like a, uh, a test group for this, but uh, what would happen is I would work 12 hour shifts and you would work 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. 
And then the academy was in Sarasota still, but you would drive to the academy. The academy didn't start till eight. So we would uh, initially, or no, I wouldn't say initially, but like throughout it, we would, every once in a while, we would try to like go work out uh, before the academy. But sometimes you know how that is after working 12 hours, that's the last thing you feel like doing, especially if you worked all night. And uh, so we would roll into the academy and we'd sleep in the parking lot for a little bit before the academy opened. And then when the academy opened, we'd go in there and we'd have to sit in there from eight till, I want to say it was noon or one o'clock. And then we would leave and drive home. And where we lived at the time from where we were uh, was probably a good 30 minutes. And there were like three of us that carpooled. So it was, it was, oh my gosh, it was the, like I said, the least amount of sleep I got. I can't believe we were able to make it through that, but it sucked. Um, I'm really glad I did it though, because it got me out on the road. Uh, I was on patrol for just over a year uh, when uh, the opportunity to try out for the SWAT team became available. We have yearly tryouts, but uh, you have to be minimum of a year out of probation. Like a, You're on your probationary period for a year. So once your probationary period ends, then you're eligible to try out. So uh, it was sometime in 2012 that I tried out for SWAT. I was lucky enough that uh, I passed the tryout on my first go around uh, and there was spots available. I say that there were, there were three of us that tried out. There were two spots available. Uh, luckily, uh, the SWAT commander at the time, great guy, um, he really liked all three of us and he kind of fought for an extra spot for us uh, to so that we could all get on. And uh, I think he seriously regretted that decision shortly after I got on because he was like, this guy's a freaking moron. But, uh, you know, uh, luckily I was able to push through. I had some great mentors and guidance and it got me through and I, I did improve. Uh, some people might say differently, but uh, I have improved vastly. So that's good. Uh, I've now been on the team since then, since 2012. And uh, in 2000. 14, late 2014, I actually was able to, there was a canine spot available. I tried out, um, actually did not get the spot initially. Um, I was like third on the list out of like, I think like eight or nine people. And uh, the guy that they gave the dog to initially ended up uh, deciding it wasn't for him. And uh, I was lucky enough that for whatever reason, the second guy in line, they didn't want him. They came to me. Um, I, uh, I obviously accepted. It was awesome. I was stoked um, and was lucky enough to get that. And I've been working canine ever since. So uh, at our agency, we're not a full-time SWAT team. So we all have uh, more than one job. Uh, our main job is not SWAT, unfortunately. Our main job is something else. Some guys are in patrol. Some guys are in detective bureau some guys are in special units like uh TAC which is like a street crimes unit and undercover and canine and uh so that's where I've been and uh that's pretty much my resume I obviously have done a bunch of other classes and courses to certify me in different things uh some SWAT related some canine related uh some just law enforcement related but uh I won't bore you with those but that's kind of my resume so for any of those that were wondering Who's this jackass talking about? 
law enforcement, what's his actual, you know, background. That's it. So been a cop since 2009. Uh, got, uh, still got uh, like 14 years to go before retirement. So fingers crossed, hopefully make it. But uh, that's it on that one. Let's see. Question number two. Uh, thoughts on the COVID vaccine? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Thoughts on the COVID vaccine. Uh, my thoughts are that uh, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. I, I, I mean, hey, it seems like it's probably reasonable. I mean, they, the government would never give us anything that's bad for us, right? Uh, they... I, I have, okay, so one of two things on this. One is they push this thing through as quickly as humanly possible to get it out. Um, and uh, they showed how like quickly it, most vaccines and stuff get released. And this one, I think, I think this one took what, eight months? Well, as most of the time they take years with testing and trials and all that stuff. Um, don't know if I'd be the first in line for that. So, hey, if uh, you think it's a good idea, more power to you. I don't. I don't think that sounds like a great idea at all. But uh, like I said, everybody to each their own. Uh, the other thing with that is, is it also makes me wonder if they did do everything right and they were able to push it through in eight months, what is the delay normally in getting these other medicines and uh, vaccines cleared and you know what I mean? Like what is the monetary cost of those that are not getting cleared uh, so quickly? So uh, just kind of interesting either way you look at it. Um, I personally will not be getting it. I'm not allowed to. I don't have a spleen so I can't even get the flu shot and since COVID is a flu, despite what people may think, it is a type of flu. So if you get a COVID shot this year for the 2019 COVID, which is what COVID-19 is, then you're going to have to get uh, the COVID-20 shot next year and the COVID-21 shot after that, just like the flu shot every year. So if you're okay, if you normally get the flu shot and you also want to double up and get the COVID shot, hey, go ahead and do it. If you grow a third limb, hopefully it's a useful limb, all right? Uh, the whole nonsense about people putting microchips in it and stuff, who knows? Who cares? We all walk around with a microchip anyways. I don't know anybody that doesn't walk around with a cell phone. So I don't know if it really matters that much if they put another microchip in you. It'd be one less thing you'd have to carry, I guess. But uh, that's my thoughts on the vaccine. So number three, uh, being a canine handler is a full-time gig. What's some dumb stuff your dog has done off-duty? Uh, <laughs> well, the list is long. The list is very long. Um, hmm, let me think here. So my dog is Knox, N-O-X. Uh, he, when I first got him, one of the reasons that the, like I was talking about before, one of the reasons the original guy that got him gave it up was because Knox is a little hard-headed. He's a little stubborn, like most work dogs. Um, he kind of got a bad rap initially. He liked to like to come back on the original handler a little bit, but just like people, all dogs have their own personality and some personalities mesh better than others. So I don't know how much of that was actually Knox's fault. I don't know how much of that was the other handler's fault. I, like I said, sometimes personalities just don't mesh, but uh, 
I, I wore Knox a couple times when I first started training. It's just one of those things. But uh, he's six. He's going to be seven this year. Um, dude, he's a great dog. He's great. He's gotten so good. But there have been, yes, there have been countless times where he has done some dumb stuff. And it's always funny because, like, when I'm out doing a demo or working or people are asking me questions, they're like, man, they're so smart. And I go, yeah, he's smart. He's pretty dumb sometimes too. Uh, one of the things that I can think of, one of the things when I – First, not too long after I first got him, that I thought was really funny, was uh, the fact that we uh, it was Thanksgiving time, and we got one of those big inflatable blow up things for the front yard. Uh, it was a turkey, and the turkey was blown up, and Knox was out front, and he saw this thing, and he did not know what to think about it. And I mean, he he was kind of skirting this thing, circling it, looking at it, trying to figure out what it was. And uh, as he got close to it, I, I actually recorded it. I was recording him do it. And as he got close to it to start to sniff it and put his nose on it, I reached out and I grabbed him and I ha! made a noise. And man, he jumped. And the funniest part about the reason I think that's so funny is I still to this day, I I have never seen him flinch or be scared of anything at work like it doesn't matter what the scenario is um, whether it's real life whether it's a training uh, scenario um, he's he's I've never seen him hesitate or back down or be even a little hesitant of going into something or after something or anything and so it was really funny to see him do this inflatable turkey and he just i oh i made fun of him so bad but uh that was that was something i don't know if that was so much dumb is just kind of silly uh the dumb stuff that he does it similar to like any dog man he and i have small kids he thinks that they leave stuffed animals or dolls laying around and uh for whatever reason when we get home from work i feed him out in the garage when he goes into the house and i'm putting my gun and stuff away in the cabinet he like makes a beeline to find any stuffed animal laying on the floor anywhere in the house if he finds that stuffed animal he's gonna pick it up and when i first got him we would have full-on brawls in the living room at four or five in the morning over a stuffed animal that he did not want to let go uh it it was and we would come from work we're literally all we're doing is training for him to listen to me and do as he's told. And he's, he's not wanting to let go of a stuffed animal. It was, oh my gosh, it was, there were countless times that happened. We still come home and he'll grab a stuffed animal. Now I tell him to drop it, he drops it right away. But yeah, when I first got him, man, I, I couldn't tell you how many times we, we brawled over a, over a stuffed animal or a doll. I remember one of the first times he did it, it was a baby doll. And we had we were about to have the twins, so he <laughs> he grabbed this baby doll and he was shaking it like he was trying to kill it, and I just had these flashes of oh my god, what's he gonna do to the babies? But uh, obviously that never happened. He's he's great with the kids. He's super gentle, but it was it was really funny um, to see him do some of that stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, any other dumb things that, man, I, I should have um, thought 
thought about this one a little bit more. The only other thing that I can think that is kind of dumb is uh, similar to the stuffed animals uh, and him holding on to stuff is the towel. After I give him a bath, he'll grab a hold of a towel, man, and he, he like does not want to let it go. He loves getting dry. He loves the bath. He loves getting dried off. But he thinks, okay, now we're in play mode because I'm dad's rubbing me down and petting me and drying me off. He must want to play tug of war with this towel with me. And that is not the case. But uh, again, just dog being a dog, man. Uh, other than that, nothing really too dumb that he's done, thankfully. Uh, all right, so that's it for that one. Uh, let's go number four here. Good drunk guy story. Jeez. Uh, anyone that is a uh, cop has, or first responder in general, has plenty of these stories. Uh, the problem with uh, the question, it's hard. It, it's kind of like uh, a lot of my stories is I don't remember them unless someone cues me on something that happened or something like that. So it's hard for me to just think of one out of nowhere. But uh, one of my, one of my personal uh, favorites is, uh, it's actually, I'm sorry, not one of my personal favorites, one of Greg's personal favorites that happened to me. He thinks it's hilarious every time I tell it, but uh, he still says the, the quote that this guy gave me uh, constantly. But uh, so what happened is there's a bar in uh, Sarasota, it's like a country bar, and uh, one of our deputies was working a detail there and a fight broke out and I that happened to be my zone and uh, I showed up and he had take he had cuffed up a guy and he's like hey he needs to go to jail and the way we work our details is the detail deputy stays and usually the zone unit will transport to the jail and you know fill out the stuff but uh this guy he was a younger guy he was drunk um I got him in the back of my car and uh excuse me, he was apologizing. He was, he was not, I, again, I didn't see what happened. So I, I was just the transport guy, but uh, it's pretty good kid. While we're driving is probably about 15 minute drive to the jail. Well, as we're driving, uh, and I'm sure most of you can probably relate to this. If you've been drinking for a long time and then you get put in the back seat and you're driving and you get, you might get a little car sick. Well, that's what happened to this guy. And he's like, oh, and he started moaning. He fell over on his side, uh, laying on his side. He, he was seat belted, but he still somehow managed to lay down on his side. And uh, he's moaning. And I'm like, I can't remember what his freaking name was. It was Corey or something like that. And I'm like, you all right back there, Corey? You know, and he's just moaning. And, he's, and I could tell it was that moan of I'm going to be sick. And I was like... Hang on, man. We're almost there. Just wait until we get to the jail. Don't throw up in my car, okay? This is why I drove an Impala. Don't drive up my, throw up in my car, man, okay? Don't throw up in my car. Oh, oh, oh. and uh, he's back there and getting worse. I got the windows down for him, trying to get him some air. Uh, we're literally outside the Sally Port door when I hear, and I'm, no, Corey, don't do it. Hang on. The door's almost there, man. I'll get you out. And I just hear this. I mean, it was just, puking upon puking upon and I'm like no and I was so mad I was so mad I was like no why did you do this why couldn't you wait and the Sally Port doors rolling up and uh Corey in the back seat goes 
Fuck you. And I was like, are you shitting me right now? I've been nothing but nice to you. You throw up in my back seat. You're telling me to fuck you. Screw you, man. You threw up in my seat. And I, I started giving it right back to him. Well, we get pulled into the Sally port there. And uh, I was like, I can't believe you. And he goes, come back here. I'll show you what I built. And uh, I opened that door and sure as shit, he's laying on his side. There's vomit all over my back seat on the floor. It's going under the the cage that go that separates the front from the back so it's under the partition i would because we got those hard plastic seats that just kind of you know it all flows together but you can never get it out of those cracks and uh it was and he's wearing a hooded sweatshirt and some of it's like in the hood of his sweatshirt because it's laying on its he's laying on his side and i'm like god dang it man and he was he started, like once he puked it was like he freaking just rallied because he was ready to he was ready to fight then which was weird because he wasn't, he wasn't in the fighting mood when I got him in the car, but he was ready to fight then. And so I did the most logical thing I could think to do. And that was, as I pulled him out, use his body and sweatshirt as a paper towel of sorts to kind of get out as much vomit out of my car as I possibly could. Uh, so as I pulled him out, trying to wipe out as much of the vomit as I could, which it really didn't do that much good, just puke streaked the back seat. Um, he comes out of the car, his feet hit the ground, and he tries to he tries to <laughs> tries to push into me. And of course, he's covered in puke. So not only do I not want him to touch me because he's covered in puke, but now he's trying to fight with me, and he's handcuffed. And so I end up getting into a little bit of a tussle with him in the in the uh, Sally Port. Uh, I get them in the, you know, they buzz me, they see I'm tussling it. So they buzz me right in and I get them into a holding cell. And as I'm walking away from the holding cell, like three other deputies are running out from the jail, putting on gloves and they see me and they're like, they said you were fighting with some guy. I go, yeah, he's in the holding cell. And they're like, oh, and then they go, what is that smell? Cause it just, it reeked of puke. The guy had puked. I mean, it was all over him. It was all over the floors, all over my seat. It was a disaster, but, uh, that, that was a, a pretty good drunk guy story. Uh, we might have to we might have to throw back to that question again another time because uh, I've actually got quite a few of those drunk guy stories. I'll have to think about it and uh, jot a couple of them down. We'll answer. We'll do that one again sometime. Um, last question. This one was actually one that I kind of put on here because uh, I don't know. I I know a lot of people that probably listen to this also know or listen to David Goggins. And uh, if you don't know who he is, look him up. He's a psychopath, uh, former SEAL guy, does ultra marathons. He's constantly uh, trying to push himself to be better and mental strength and mental callousing his mind and making himself stronger. He's a badass dude, but uh, he's doing this event uh, March 5th called the 4 by 4 by 48 It sounds intense it's four miles every four hours for 48 hours so for anyone that wants to do the quick math there it's 48 miles in 48 hours all right so you're going to be running through the night you're going to be you know obviously you're it's going to take you a little bit longer each time but uh you know you're supposed to start at the same time as everybody it's like a it's like a whole thing but uh i was thinking about doing it um kind of on the fence the problem is i don't think i'm going to be able to get the okay clearance from the wife because uh that would basically entail me taking off being 
being off work for a weekend, a whole weekend, but then also having to be off dad and husband duty all weekend, which I don't think is going to happen. But uh, I'm going to ask and see. Uh, I'm not completely sold on it because I also have serious concerns about running that much. Potentially, I would have to take two more days off work just to recover probably, but I don't want to injure myself any more than I have to. to I don't, I don't want to be out of jujitsu for any length of time. But uh, if it's something that you're looking, if you're out, if you're looking for a challenge of some kind, uh, I definitely consider looking at it. If that sounds like too much, I know he has scaled it slightly for like if you wanted to bike it or walk it or whatever, you can do it. But uh, look it up, David Goggins on Instagram or social media, and just type in that four by four by forty eight. Uh, again, I'll I'll touch back, let you guys know if I'm going to be able to do it. But uh, yeah, it 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 sounds like uh, sounds like a real good opportunity to get your get your butt in gear and get motivated for something uh a lot of us that didn't get to compete last year whether it was SWAT or canine or jujitsu or whatever because everything was shut down because of covid uh something like this there's no covid restrictions on this you go outside and you run you know so uh it's, it's something to keep in mind but uh i uh i would love to hear anybody's thoughts on it if they think it's just a lot of people probably think that's retarded. Why would you want to do that? But uh, hey, like I said, you got to find something to push yourself and get better. Uh, as I always say, be better. And uh, this is probably one of the best ways to do it. So uh, I'm going to talk with the wife, see if she'll give me the okay. And uh, if anybody else wants to do it, hit me up. Maybe we can do a, do a portion of it together or just hold each other accountable, even training leading up to it. So uh, uh, thank you guys again for everyone that listens. Um, like I said, this is possibly going to be a new thing that I try to do every Wednesday. I'll release these every Wednesday um, just to get some more content out there until I can uh, get a more regular cycle of guests coming in. So for all that listen to the podcast, thank you guys for the support. Please rate us on the podcast app or whatever it is you listen to. You should be able to uh, write reviews or rank it. If you hate it, you hate it, write that. Let me know. I can, you know, I'll read it. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. But uh, I just want to thank you guys again. Like I said, please follow me on Instagram and uh, keep listening. And I'll talk to you guys next time.